Yo, it is episode 100, guys. Can you believe that? Episode 100. We've done 100 podcasts. That is crazy. So first of all, I just want to thank you guys for being here, for listening to my rants and allowing me to answer your questions and just being a part of this project or whatever this is. Uh, 100 episodes. I'm super excited. And today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about emotional triggers, emotional triggers that propel you to action. So I've gotten a lot of DMs from people who have goals, who want to do things from start making videos to start their YouTube channels, create a podcast, whatever it, it may be. So last week, I finally shared with my personal Facebook community, if you will, my personal friends, my personal development platform, my page that I had been building for over a year and a half. And I finally shared it. And it's gotten some tractions. Uh, I have about 25,000 followers. My videos have had almost 2 million views collectively. So it's kind of picked up a little bit of steam. So people saw that and they started to reach out asking questions about, you know, how they can start a podcast, what the best equipment is, how they can start making videos, ideas, and things like that. So what I realized was that there's, there's a very common trend among people of having ideas and then not doing anything about those ideas, which I, I'm not hating on anybody. I'm actually super empathetic because when I first jumped into real estate, I got my license in February of 2013. And so when I started, my the first thing that I wanted to do was create content. I knew that I wanted to make videos. Podcasting kind of wasn't really a thing back then, but uh, there was there was videos. Instagram, I think, was like brand new. Um, or it wasn't obviously as mainstream or didn't have all the features that existed now. So it was all about YouTube and Facebook. So I was already plugged into Gary Vaynerchuk. I had already read Crush It. So I knew a little bit about the this whole thing of creating content and building a personal brand. So that was the first thing that I wanted to do. But I got my license in February of 2013. I didn't make my first video until the end of 2017. So it took over four years, like four and a half years, almost five years for me to actually do something about the plan that I had in my head from day one. So when somebody tells me that they've had an idea for a year, I'm empathetic to that. And I felt kind of the back and forth. You talk yourself into something, then you talk yourself out of it. And there are all these excuses and self-doubt. And so I've been there. I know what it feels like. So in having all these conversations with people this week, I've realized that People just aren't doing anything. And again, I know why. I've been there. So I wanted to share with you guys a couple of emotional triggers that that I have used, give you some examples of what I have used to drive me and to motivate me. Because motivation is something that is it's difficult to find. It, it really is because life comes at you fast and you're always going to be, be preoccupied with other things or you know, whatever that side project is. It just, it doesn't, seem that important when other things in life are kind of coming at you. So motivation is, is hard to find and, and it's even harder to maintain. So today on Instagram, I shared a couple of examples of things that have happened to me that have kind of served as those emotional triggers to propel me to any success that I have had. And so I gave three very specific examples. And as I do in the podcast, I want to go in a little bit more in depth and talk about each one. They're all very similar they all have kind of the same the same trend, but 
what, what I would like you to pick up on is for you to start to think about emotional triggers that you can use. Because people always say that you have to conquer your demons, and that's absolutely true. But for me, the way to conquer your demons is to use them as motivation, to use them as fuel and as fire, to then propel you to do the things that are going to allow you to later look back and say, I've, I've climbed the mountain, I'm at the top. And so the first example was about me when I first became a real estate agent. So when I first became an agent, again, this was 2013. So I was just a kid. I was like 22 years old. Uh, I, I, I just turned 22 years old and I had no idea what I was doing. And I was literally, 22 seems like you're a grown up, but you're not. Like I, I was still a kid. Actually, my mom went with me to my first meeting with, with my broker and I didn't want to be an agent. I didn't want to have anything to do with real estate. I thought it was boring. I thought it was for old people and I wanted to go to college with my buddies and just party. But my mom dragged me to this broker's office and I went with her and she kind of held my hand and I became an agent. And when I first started, I didn't have a car. I didn't have anything. I didn't have any money. I didn't look the part. I was just a kid. I was like 125 pounds, a skinny, scrawny kid with no idea what he was doing. And I started. I remember it, my family had this big, old, clunky white van. It looked like the mystery machine. And that's what I used for showings. And sometimes, because I didn't have my own car, sometimes my family would have to be with me or I'd pick up my siblings from school and then I had to go to showings. And so it was it was just bad. Like, from an optics perspective, I didn't look the part of an agent. And so there was another agent that came to work at our office around the time when I was starting to get acclimated in my first year for sure. And he wasn't there very long. He bounced because he was kind of an asshole. But I had a conversation with him where he mentioned a couple things that I never forgot. Number one, he said that people would never be able to associate me with real estate because I was my mom's son. So my mom, she's kind of a little mini influencer here locally, if you will. A lot of people know who she is. She's been on TV and stuff. So for a long time, I wasn't me. I was Raquel's son. And this agent felt like that was so difficult to overcome that I just wasn't going to be able to do it, that I was always going to be in that shadow. Not only that, but the broker that I was working with was also a top producer and I was never going to be able to shine on my own because I was in his office and he was going to take all the glory. And so that kind of thing. And he was kind of a jealous dude and he, he had some issues, which is why eventually he bounced and I don't know what he's doing now. But uh, he told me that. He told me that there was no way that I was going to be able to win because real estate was an old man's game. He mentioned some statistics that the average real estate agent was like 55 years old and white and all, all this shit, right? So the point was that I couldn't win, that I should go to school and just ditch this whole thing. So I never forgot that. And I'm kind of a very audacious dude. Like I'm, I'm super obnoxious when it comes to wanting to do things. And when people say you have to set big goals, that's what I do. That's, that's me. So what I did was I had to win. I had to win this game. And so eventually, because I'm such an obnoxious dude, I had to go get featured on Forbes. And now I sit on the Forbes Real Estate Council and I had to, I had to win because I, I had to prove to myself that I could play this game, that that agent wasn't right, that he's, he was just a dick, right? So that was an emotional trigger for me 
that I always remembered. And when I was down in real estate, when things didn't go well, when there was situations where I lost a deal or I lost a client, I thought about that agent. And I kind of played mind games with myself, you know, thinking that he was watching me, like literally that he was watching me and that he was laughing at me because I was failing, at least having a micro failure. So that was an emotional trigger that allowed me to keep going, to not quit because I didn't want him to have the pleasure of seeing me quit or of later hearing that I quit and then like smiling about it, you know? So that was a very deep emotional trigger that, um, that I still hold to this day. And you can call it a grudge. You can call it whatever you want. I I don't hate the guy. I've seen him. I've said hi to him. Like it's it doesn't mean that you wish ill on a person. But we had a conversation where you didn't believe that I could win. So I'm I'm gonna win and kind of rub it in your face a little bit. That's just the way I am. And so again, emotional triggers, guys. And I'll share one more. I'll I'll, I'll spare you guys one of them. And I'll talk about the 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 last one because it's a more personal one. So when I was a kid, I grew up in a very I'll say turbulent household. I'm the oldest of my four siblings and my parents fought a lot. It wasn't anything abusive or anything like that, but they fought all the time. And so I grew up kind of being a mediator, uh, kind of refereeing fights, if you will. And so that created a lot of anxiety for me growing up, a lot of stress. And so because of that stress, I developed a stutter, like a deep stutter. I still do it a little bit. I, I catch myself every now and then even though it's not nearly as bad as it was when I was in middle school, but I couldn't even talk. And even earlier when I was in fourth and fifth grade, I had these tics, like these weird facial features that I would do, these facial twitching things that I couldn't control. It was just like, it was uh, a response from the anxiety that I had, but I couldn't control it. So kids at school made fun of me because of the things that I would do with my face, like the, the twitching in my eyes, I would blink like a lot, just that kind of stuff. And I couldn't really speak. So when I had to give presentations in English or whatever, it was it was bad. It caused a lot of anxiety for me and kids made fun of me. And so another emotional trigger that propelled me to want to learn to speak better, to learn how to enunciate and how to give my thoughts across. And so now one of the reasons why I started a podcast in the first place was because I'm not supposed to know how to speak. I'm supposed to be the stupid kid with a stutter that nobody understands. And Kind of the far-reaching goal of that is to have a TED Talk. That's my goal. And I don't talk about my goals a lot because I don't feel like there's a lot of value in just talking about goals. I try to execute on them. And then when something good happens, then I'll share it with the people that I care about. But just talking about what I want to do doesn't have a lot of value because there's a lot of people out there that talk a big game, but then they don't do anything. So I don't want to be one of those people. So I don't talk about my goals with anybody other than my wife. But because of the conversations that I've had I wanted to share that because I hold on to an emotional trigger that is propelling me to practice, to make these podcasts, to speak for free at conferences, to make videos. I'm just practicing to be able to speak and to have a TED Talk. That's my ultimate goal, at least one. And I'm super close. I'm so damn close to getting a TED Talk in Mexico City, hopefully next year. So I'm there, right? But the point is, that that all stems from a very strong emotional trigger from when I was a kid. And if I didn't have that emotional trigger, I may not be as motivated to prove to myself that I can talk, that I'm not stupid, that I can actually communicate, that I'm not a retard. 
And that, that, that's, that sits very strongly with me and it's something that's very personal. But again, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you follow me and I thank you for being here. Episode 100, by the way. But that's it. So what I would tell you is if you're in a position where you haven't done something, it's because you're lacking motivation. The reason why you're lacking motivation is because you don't have any emotional triggers attached to the action that will get you the result that you want. I know that that's a mouthful, but you have to find emotional triggers. What is what are you trying to prove? Why? What what is it that that that, that fire in your belly? Like what is it? You got to find it, and it's different for everybody. And in my in my case, I take those emotional triggers or th- those those negative experiences, and that fuels me. As I mentioned at the beginning, I use my demons in order to conquer them. For some people, they have different personalities, so you have to find what works for you, but you have to find something. It can't just be empty motivation. Empty motivation is bullshit. It's never going to get you anywhere. I'm sorry, like watching videos and listening, even listening to podcasts like this, like it's not going to work. It's not strong enough. It's not strong enough. Watching Tony Robbins videos or even Gary Vee videos, like just watching stuff because you're just consuming content is not strong enough. There has to be an emotional trigger attached to it. There has to be. So whatever it is that you're trying to do, find an emotional trigger and attach it to the action that you have to take and you'll find it that it's much easier to be motivated. It's much easier to, to be motivated. Even now when I do a podcast, every time that I practice, I can just imagine being on that TED Talk stage and all the kids that made fun of me being either in the audience or watching it on YouTube and I hope that at least one of them being an adult remembers and they're like, that's the kid. That's the kid that used to stutter. That's the kid that we made fun of. He's like, wow, he can actually talk now. Like he used to sound like an idiot. And now look where he's at. That fuels me. That drives me. So you got to find your own thing and you got to work hard to find your own thing. And it doesn't come immediately, but if you're just sitting there and not doing anything with all these ideas in your head, it's because you don't have a why. So find it. 